Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy day to spend it with me. And you know that I've been bringing you very unique business opportunities or um, franchises that are are franchise, uh, they're I'm sorry, in unique industries that are represented in the franchise model. So this one is especially interesting to me. Um, this is the outsourcing business, not outplacement. It's not, it's not a placement service. This is outsourcing, and we're going to hear more about that. The business process outsourcing which is also referred to as BPO, is, is really proving to be a very valuable approach for small businesses, especially in today's time. Um, for those that are listening to the recording, this is July 9th, 2020, and we are somewhere in this pandemic. I'm not sure where we are, but we are in this pandemic. So businesses are really looking at uh, changing the way they do business. So outsourcing could certainly be an option there for them. Uh, more than one third of small businesses currently outsource a business process. Outsourcing is an exceptional way to find top talent at an affordable rate. You're able to efficiently and effectively tighten your purse, just like I was saying before, you have to cut corners, tighten your purse strings without suffering the quality of work. If you can do that, why wouldn't you outsource? So today's guest is Jaish Kasim, and he is the, um, the managing director for Valenta Franchise, and that is BPO, uh, Valenta BPO. And he first started his career as an engineer that was based in Northwest Queensland. He soon realized his true passion, the finance industry. With the deep knowledge of the U.S. and Australian markets, Jaish today helps Valenta franchise partners accelerate their growth through efficient planning and strategic advice. Jaish, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So outsourcing is something that has kind of been talked about for years. And, you know, sometimes companies think, well, the only way that they can, they can subsidize or bring in talent is to actually hire someone, but that's not necessarily the most effective way to bring in that talent because you may not be able, small business may not be able to afford the best talent. Josh, tell me a little bit about 
how you became interested in the outsourcing and um, and how that has worked for you. Yeah, absolutely, Linda. So you know, going back to my um, you know, going back about ten years, um, you know, I was I had a full time job. I was working in the mines uh, as an engineer, and you know, at that point in time, I wanted to do something about for myself. Uh, you know, start and start my own business and so on. So I started. I became a franchisee of a financial services business. I started with a, a single unit. And when I started in that business, it was we had retail operations uh, and we were providing mortgage solutions and financial services. I realized that there was a lot of back office work that needed to be done. And mm-hmm. it was expensive to hire staff and, and all of that. So I set up a team in India to help me out run my business. And it started working really well. I was, you know, I had a lot of cost savings, which I was then able to invest in hiring more staff that could do client-related work, client-facing work, right? We were able to reinvest the money into marketing and grow our business. And at the same time, the speed of things getting done was a lot quicker because we were getting things done overnight throughout the day as well because we had multiple people working multiple shifts in India. So, you know, very soon, you know, we became the number one uh, franchisee within the franchise network that we were a part of. Over a period of three years, I opened, I managed to open two other units, and we always retained the number one position in that group. And, you know, what I realized throughout the process was that outsourcing actually uh, made that happen for us because of the cost mm-hmm. savings and the other advantages it brought to us. So in mm-hmm. 2014, you know, I decided to sell uh, those franchise businesses that I owned, and I decided to make Valenta its own business and start offering it to other businesses because I realized if it worked for us, it would work for everyone else as well. So that's how it all came about. Mm-hmm. So how do you, or initially, how did you locate the talent in India? Sure. So India, again, you know, uh, outsourcing has been taking place in India for over 20, 25 years. And it all started from uh, the U.S., you know, with all the large organizations in the U.S. starting to establish offices in India and recruiting and so on. So, you know, one is that there is a lot of talent that, you know, comes out of university every day, gets into the workforce. And today, because outsourcing is such a metro market, uh, it's a metro industry in India, there's a lot of talent that we can recruit from multinationals where, you know, they've already been working for five years or 10 years. So when they mm-hmm. come to us, they're well trained in a lot of areas. They already work for the larger organizations as well. And one of the reasons why we're able to attract that talent is, and this is a glo- this, this applies globally, in a, in a larger organization where you have 20,000, 30,000 people, you're just an individual is just a number, and it's really hard mm-hmm. for them to, to go up the ladder. But, you know, for, for an organization like ours, you know, we can treat each one as an individual. And when they come to us, they get to work on an entire process from start to end, rather than in a larger organization where it's usually where they're working on small pieces of work. So, you know, and so that way, attracting talent for us has never been a challenge. Uh, we also have offices in Malaysia. And we are also exploring some other opportunities uh, in the Caribbean and East Europe as well. And one of the things that we always look at wherever we um, open an office is to make sure that there's very good access to talent. Mm-hmm. So um, get, tell me, 
help clear this up for me. So a franchisee, a brand new franchisee, they would seek clients, small business clients. I'm in Houston. So I would look for um, small businesses that needed to expand, but they didn't have the payroll budget to expand. And then I would match them with the talent, the overseas talent. Is that the way that would work? Okay, so slightly uh, different, and I'll have to clarify that right now, Linda. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way we look at it is, and we can work with businesses, you know, small all the way to to large listed organizations as well. Now, the sweet spot is in the small to mid space, um, Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is, uh, you know, in the small to mid space, you know, it's easy to make decisions. um, You know, usually once we start an engagement with a client, with a prospect, it's usually between two weeks to about six weeks where they make a decision and they get started. Uh, with large organizations, it can take you know six to twelve months in going sure. through all the due diligence process and so on. Um, but we tell our franchise partners to put in ten percent effort in building those long clients, uh, the large clients, and you know ninety percent of the effort in the small to medium. Now. When they go to a business and they, they have a discussion with the business and identify opportunities, identify the, the needs over there, once they do that, they then speak with our operations team and they let our operations team know. Uh, now, just to give you an example, if they go into a business and the business needs five accountants, um, they would try and understand what these accountants would be doing. You know, identify, understand a little bit more about the job and the scope. They would pass it on to our operations team our operations team would then identify the five candidates and a manager as well. So we always put in a manager who oversees quality and service delivery. We would then introduce the, the five staff to the business um, and, and get started. One of the key differences as well is the business is not purely is not just taking the staff and it doesn't become their problem from that point forward. We take responsibility of the quality and delivery as well. So besides providing them with the people to do the job, we ask them what is it that the job, what is it that's expected out of this job, what are the KPIs, and so on as well. So we will set all those um, measures internally. We'll create dashboards to make sure that the business is getting their desired output as well. So um, from so that process has taken place, and from that point on, from the time that a team has been identified for this particular client, who interfaces with the client at that point? Yeah. So usually the you know the franchise partner would set up an introduction meeting where they would introduce the team manager, introduce the team members. We then recommend. Uh, you know, and we ask our franchise partners to keep in touch with the client every week for the first mm-hmm. six to eight weeks, just to make sure everything is going absolutely fine. If there are any teething issues, we can work through it and so on. During these meetings, one of our uh, the, the team manager would join our franchise partner as well. So they're having a good conversation, making sure everything is working fine. Post that, we ask our franchise partners to keep in touch with clients at least once in three months to see what's happening in that business. Um, you know, 
check, uh, make sure the process is going fine. And that is a great way for them to learn more about the business, um, identify other areas in which we could assist, and um, you know, put, obviously get uh, client referrals and so on as well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it usually becomes once in three months after that is best practice. Mm -hmm. So these are not just projects where it has a start and end date. These are ongoing um, uh, ongoing task that the business would have to ha have somebody in-house to process that. What are some of the things that the team yes. would actually manage? Okay. You know, some of the, uh, and uh, Linda, about 80%, um, you know, of what we do is ongoing and about 20% mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, project-based. And I'll touch on the project-based mm -hmm. in a sec as well. But on the ongoing, you know, for example, you know, the finance and accounting function is a big piece, right? So that is where, you know, we're doing all the day-to-day the -day bookkeeping. We're doing the management accounting, uh, pretty much what a, a controller would be doing. Then, you know, you've got digital marketing, which is another space wherein we have, you know, web designers, SEO experts, graphic designers, and that's, again, ongoing, right? Um, there could be several administrative functions where, you know, every business may have, you know, administration needs. We have people in that space. Um, um, in the financial services, we have virtual assistants or financial planning admins, uh, loan processors. And, you know, we have people who, are, who have expertise in different areas. And, you know, in the software development space, you know, whether they're Salesforce developers or SAS developers or Zoho developers, yeah. we have a lot mm -hmm. of developers as well who are working. So with, the, with software, you know, there's sometimes there's a project built. And once a project is done, they then need administrators. So, you know, sure. typically for Salesforce, during a project build, you know, may have five or six Salesforce developers working on the build. After that time, there would be one or two ongoing administrators that the business engages. Mm -hmm. So depending on what the project is, some of the, the outsourced um, employees would roll off of the job and maybe at that point you add someone, like you said, as an administrator because the developers would go on to something else. Is that right? That is right. All the staff at our end are all full-time employees of ours, right? So when they finish one project, you know, more than likely we have a few more in the pipeline that are ready to go. So we would have them scheduled. So we'll keep the staff occupied that way. And, um, so that's another area so because we employ them on a full-time basis as well for us to take uh, responsibility over quality and control is very high mm -hmm. so now that we kind of have um, an idea of and that's certainly just a snippet of what valenta order um, can offer tell me a little bit about the the life of a franchisee so who are you looking for? Who would be a really good fit to be a franchisee for Valenta BPO? Sure. So, Alida, you know, people buy from people, right? So I think the most important thing is um, that we look for in a franchisee is someone who has great communication, relationship building skills, and someone who has business acumen as well. Now, you know, they could have gained this from, you know, different ways, right? But usually someone in the corporate world, uh, someone working in corporate, um, they, would, they would be able to relate to this very easily. They would have the business acumen and so on. Uh, a lot of people in sales, you know, when it comes to software sales or service solution-based sales, 
you know, they would be able to relate to this as well, uh, really well. So I would say these would be the most, um, for these ones, they would be able to resonate very easily. Uh, you know, the candidates that, you know, because our model is such that it's more of a consultative uh, approach, right? We go to the business, we understand the needs, um, and then we put a solution together. So if they, can, if if they have the mindset to be able to do that fact-finding process and then present a solution from a whole range of services that we have, um, you know, across consulting, automation, and outsourcing, then they make the perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, uh, one of the other benefits as well in our model is they don't need to be an expert in any of these areas, right? Because mm-hmm. we've taken care of service delivery and we have the managers and the team of experts. So mm-hmm. for them, it's purely um, designing the solution and we'll, we're here to help them in designing that solution as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that just a little bit. How do you support the franchisees? Um, do you have systems in place? And how do you train them to be successful at this? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the first things we ask our franchise partners, uh, you know, when they come on board and during the initial discovery uh, sessions as well is, you know, what sort of income they want to achieve, um, you know, in the short term and in the the long term once we understand that you know we then build a business plan with them you know the based based on their targets and their goals right uh, now since because we've been doing this since 2014 you know um we know how to go to market we know what works what doesn't and so we're trying to, based on the franchise partners industry background as well we'll factor that into consideration we'll build a business plan because we can offer our service to you know, a wide range, pretty much every business needs that service. It's whether or not they know about it, right? And it's our job to educate them. So what we would do is we would add, narrow down and we tell them to focus only on three industries, right? Um, and so that would, that would just help from any ups and downs with industry trends, but um, just three industries. Once we do that, we have David Sanders based in Atlanta. He's uh, a VP of sales. So he gets actively involved as well with the franchise partners. We put the plan together. We we have a lot of, uh, from there on, you know, David's there to sort of work with them on a weekly basis and manage that process. Um, you know, together as a team, you know, we get together 4 p.m. Eastern every Friday to talk about, you know, how the week's been. We plan the week ahead. Um, we have a great online portal um, which has all our training videos. So, and that could take anywhere between two to four weeks when they get started. So, you know, they get started, they go in there, they watch those videos as they complete a session, um, as they complete each module, um, we'll assign a person to them as a buddy system who will sort of speak with them, make sure they understand that really well. And then they keep working through that. And David's there to help them on a weekly basis. We put in marketing plans as well uh, in force that usually start from uh, month one itself because there's a usual lead time that would take place. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's usually the ongoing. Uh, and we have our systems and we have a system already set up, which is pretty much our CRM, um, mm-hmm. which has all the workflows, all the all the reporting, everything set up in there, nice and easy to use. Um, all the tools we use are all online. You, know, you can use it on your your uh, laptop or your mobile device. So you pretty much do business from, from anywhere. Um, all our marketing material is all available online as well. You know, every time they download it, it automatically pre-populates with their information. So, yeah, fantastic tools that we use. 
Mm-hmm. So this sounds like it is, it could be a home-based business. Is that right? It could be. You know, we recommend um, a service office um, set up if possible, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just so they're up in, uh, they're amongst other businesses, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that automatically becomes a, a lead source by itself. Uh, sure. unknowingly. So that would be recommended. But yes, by all means, if they want to work from home, uh, there is that option. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed um, a, a change in the way that small businesses or that your clients are doing business now that we're in this pandemic? Has it affected um, your business? Has it, has it, um, have you seen a growth because of it? You know, I must say over the past, um, you know, three months since COVID started, we've issued the highest number of proposals uh, in our business to date during this period, right? So, yeah, and so that automatically means over the next two to three months, you know, uh, they're all going to start converting and um, it's going to be massive. And that trend has not stopped in terms of uh, the proposals going out there. And so... Mm -hmm. It, what, it, what we've also realized is, you know, a lot of businesses are now bringing forward all the projects that they may have planned in for the next three or five years. They're coming back right now. They, they're bringing them forward. I, uh, you know, I've been going back to the office and, you know, I can still see that a lot of people are not coming back to work right now. You know, I think they've identified that, you know, they can work remotely. They can start saving some costs, um, you know, mm-hmm. on the... Uh, on the office space and so on as well. So I think there is going to be a change in how um, people look at it. Um, you know, obviously when COVID first hit us, there was a very small impact for the first one month where, you know, I think everyone was confused. They weren't sure what was going on and how long this was going to take. But very soon, you know, as humans, you know, everyone's adapted to it. Um, things are back to normal. And other business usually, um, you know, Every time this happens, you know, the last time during a GFC, post the GFC, the outsourcing business had a very massive spike. This time around, we expect the same, but not only in outsourcing, but even in automation. And during this entire period, um, we couldn't be busier. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about automation. We need to take a commercial break, but you mentioned that, and I know that that is another area that you specialize in and offer um, some consulting in. What type of automation are you talking about here? How can you help a, a business with automating their systems? Sure. So with automation, we, we look at uh, robotic process automation, artificial intelligence, and hyper-automation, right? So we are product agnostic. So there are different softwares out there, such as UiPath, Prism, Automation Anywhere, USB Smart Ops, and so on. But, you know, we don't really worry too much about the product. We look at it as a process. So if there is a process that is repetitive, that is uh, that does not require too much of human intervention, we will try and automate that process for our clients, right? So our, our viewpoint is, you know, if the human doesn't need to do it, let's automate it and let us do the things that are more important, right? So it's sort of mm-hmm. elevating all the positions. Now, automation is suitable for mid to large size organizations. It's not mm-hmm. um, the best solution for small business because automation does require a lot of volume, right? Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I say a lot of volume, if, if a business is processing 10,000 invoices a month or more, then it starts making sense. And just mm-hmm. to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it it sounds like you could certainly help with um, you know cutting the rev- cutting their expenses. So this is this really does benefit a lot of different people and. You know, I like the fact that it's also helping someone in uh, a country that doesn't have those opportunities to possibly get ahead themselves. So I like that as well. Sure. Thanks, Linda. And, and you're right. And, uh, with, uh, and also just, you know, on the automation piece as well, it does increase the efficiency rate as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it gets rid of all the human errors as well that could potentially take place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I tell you what, Jayesh, we need to take a commercial break. Do you have any stories that you could share with our listeners so that they could get a better idea of maybe a client or a franchisee that you've worked with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talk about um, you know, one of our recent clients, um, you know, uh, talk about how it's how it's affected their business and the benefits there. But I may also talk about one of our um, franchise partners, right? And um, sure. yeah, we can do that. Very good. Very good, folks. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be hearing more about this, this great idea of um, outsourcing. So in the past, we haven't, small business owners haven't really realized how much they can leverage. And this even can impact the middle market um, sector as well. So when we come back, we're going to hear more about that. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising, where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about outsourcing today and um, we are here with Jaish 
Kasim, and he is with Valenta BPO. So, Jaish, you had mentioned that you had some stories that you might be able to share with the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Linda, so, you know, the first one I'd like to share is one of our recent clients, um, which is a property manage- a commercial property management business. Now, they have been, this is the third generation uh, that have been in business. They're going through a growth phase. We, you know, they've acquired another business. They've got quite a few new accounts as well that have come about. Uh, you know, as a result of that, you know, they, they, you know, the need for them was 15 accountants to, um, to manage the properties. They usually have you know, one person looking after five properties, five buildings. So, okay. you know, their need was for 15 accountants. They didn't want to go through the process of, um, you know, expanding and getting more real, real estate space. And also, you know, the cost for them on average was about $80 for these positions, um, including the salary, the benefits, and uh, the overhead costs. So what we provided them with 15 accountants at $24,000 as a fixed fee um, uh, per year, per resource. So this ended up saving them $840,000 per year, right? Wow. Um, And, yeah, and for our franchise partner, it's given them an ongoing revenue of $6,000 per month, right? So you can see that from just one account, you know, our franchise partners, uh, you know, are able to achieve um, this sort of uh, revenue. And obviously there's, as this business grows, you know, there's going to be more opportunity for us to um, grow with them. And we're now just working in one area, which is the finance and accounting. We can now start looking into other areas of the business and see how we can improve efficiencies for them in other areas as well. So that's just one example I wanted to uh, share, which is uh, one of our recent clients. Um, the second one that I want to talk about is one of our new, uh, franchise partners. And this one in particular, because um, he's a university graduate, right? Um, and, you know, um, he joined us at part. It's coming up to about 10 months right now. And I just wanted to point out that, you know, his revenue, his income stream right now has just crossed the $10,000 per month in revenue that he's generating net for his business. And, you know, one of the great things about him is, you know, he puts in the effort and, you know, while he may not have the business experience or the business acumen from his uh, experience, life experience, um, that, you know, he absorbs everything and puts it into action. So it just comes back to activity. You know, the more activity mm-hmm. you put into your business, the more results that you get. And because we're here to support in every other aspect, it makes it a lot easier for our franchise partners as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just so, wanted to uh, bring that out as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. So uh, how does the territory work, Jaish? Yeah, absolutely. So with the territory, you know, we do um, have an exclusive territory, which means, and with the exclusive territory, what it does give is uh, on our website, it has our franchise partners listed, and beside that, we will have the territory listed for all leads that come through from the website. Likewise, we update our call center as well. So if there's fund calls that come through from particular zip codes, it's diverted to the person in the closest area, to the franchise partner in that area. Mm-hmm. However, our franchise partners are, are, can do business with anywhere in the state. They're not restricted just to their territory. The territory is purely just for inbound leads. 
but they can do outbound business um, with any with any other organization. So you know, mm-hmm. just say for example, if we have if we have someone in New York, they're doing business with um, with a client in New York who says, "Hey, look, we've got another office in Chicago. Can you reach yeah. out to them and do business with them?" And by the way, I have a friend who's in uh, LA. Can you reach out to yeah. them as well? Uh, I yeah. already told them about you. So you know, there's in a B two B environment these opportunities are always going to be be there. So it does make sense uh, to work that way. Yeah, that's, that is great. Um, if somebody's listening right now, we're coming down to the end of the show, but if we're, somebody's listening right now, Jaish, and they want to know more about it, uh, how would they find out more about Valenta BPO and contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is uh, Valenta Franchise. Dot com. That's our franchise site, and we have our uh, the corporate site, which is valentabpo.com. Uh, you know, they can go to these two sites, understand more about the franchise model, as well as uh, the services that we offer and use the businesses. Uh, my number is 877-568-1035. I repeat, that's 877-568-1035. And my email is Jayesh, which is J-A-Y-E-S-H dot Kasim, which is K-A-S-I-M at ValentaBPO.com. Wonderful. So we're down to the final questions here. The first question, Jayesh, is if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest do to prepare themselves for the process? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, they should have a very clear goal in terms of what sort of revenue they want to achieve and in what time frame. That's one. Secondly, they probably want to look at, you know, what industry are they going to be comfortable in operating from their prior background, right? And if they have a desire, though, to do something else, they should really try and work towards their, their passion, right? I think that's that's very important as well. Um you know, so I think these two, once they've identified these two, then I suppose, you know, doing their research on all the different um, brands out there would be, would, be, would be beneficial. And then narrow down to about three options and then select one from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there are so many brands out there. There's so many to choose from. It can get very overwhelming. So you do have to, um, you have to start um, narrowing it down quite a bit. So the next question here is, what are two traits? Linda, if you yes, mm-hmm. go I'm ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, and just to your point as well, there, Linda. You know, it, the the you know there is a whole range of franchises out there as well. So it would be very beneficial for you know potential candidates to work with a franchise broker as well, who mm-hmm. in most cases has been a franchisee, understands franchise really well, and they can match. Um, the right business opportunity or the right franchise opportunity as well. So that would, I would definitely recommend that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I tell people, you know, I'm a franchise broker and I tell people I'm like a matchmaker and that's, that's kind of what you do is kind of um, listen to what people have to say and read between the lines a lot of times, because many times this is a brand new experience, isn't it Jaish? And they don't know what they want. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it can be very confusing when you get onto the internet and when you do a search, you, yeah. you find hundreds, hundreds of brands. And how do you choose, right? So it does make sense to speak to someone who is 
and industry expert who's working on on their behalf as well, you know, in their best yeah. interest. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, okay, so the second question is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Okay, so I think it, it um, you know, it just comes back to having a proper plan and following the proper plan. I think it just comes back to these two, right? Uh, so being disciplined. Right, and having a plan and then sticking to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know that, you know, some of the things that you had mentioned earlier is, you know, just being able to uh, follow a system and being able to get out and be productive and be and and be motivated, um, getting out into the community, knowing that that's a big part of it. I think a misconception many times, Jaish, is they feel that once they have the franchise and they've got the brand, then they just stand there and wait for people to walk through the door, which is not, which is not the case at all. So do, is that part of the training that you provide to your franchisees is how to get out into the community, how to call on, on clients? Yes, uh, definitely, uh, Linda. I can't agree uh, with you more on that. Uh, you know, you know, you can open doors to any business, but you've got to have that marketing plan in place, and you need to be able to go out there, build those relationships, and so on. And and it's okay. You know, some people may have done it, some may not have done it prior. But if they're open to learning, then that, that's beneficial. So you know, in in our model, you know, we've trained them on all those things. We we've got all the systems and tools out there to help them do these things that they may not have done in the past. Um, you know, right. We're speaking to a lot of corporate executives and they haven't done these in the, in the past, right? But we, we tell them about it. For some people, it's very natural. And for a few others, it's a little bit of effort. But if they're mm-hmm. open to it, uh, there's plenty, plenty of resources. You know, today, while um, we have our internal, you know, we've got David Sanders, uh, we have Chris Colbert as well, who's out there to, mm-hmm. um, to assist. But, you know, there's lots of videos and lots of, material that's available out there that uh, they can mm-hmm. tap into as well. Um, and it just comes back to, you know, doing the activity, you know, in, in any business, you know, you, you'll have ups and downs, you'll have ups and downs during the day, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. being consistent at it. And, you know, w- uh, what we do internally in our business as well is we review our plans um, every three months. So we'll do a yearly plan but then we review it once in three months to measure effectiveness or if things need to be changed. But, um, yeah, I would say, you know, having a plan of sticking through it, following through it is, is the key. And, and the rest of it will be, you know, the training that, that will assist them during that process. Certainly, certainly. So the last question and, is... And Linda, you know, in mm-hmm. my... Oh, sorry, if you don't mind. In my previous business as well, you know, where I was a franchisee, Right. Even in that business, while it was a very big brand and so on as well, the best leads that we had were self-generated leads. Right. Yeah. And, you know, with, with lead generation as well, you always want to have multiple lead sources. If, you, if you're relying just on one source, you're not having a great business. So we always mm-hmm. tell our franchise partners to, to diversify the lead sources and have at least five or six good lead sources that are getting them consistent results. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good advice there. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. You just have to um, constantly be looking for uh, even referral partners. I love referral partners because you build those relationships and kind of help each other uh, in building each other's business. So the final question here, Jayesh, is you've been in franchising for on both sides of this, so, and you've been in it for quite some time. So what does the future of franchising look like? Sure. So I think there's going to be some um, changes, and I think some good changes. You know, traditionally franchises have been more of having a retail operation. You know, traditionally, usually a food franchise and so on as well. But I think moving into the future, there are going to be more B2B opportunities that are going yeah. to open up, more flexible arrangements where you don't need to have those fixed overhead costs, right? Or you don't need to have that large upfront capital that you need to uh, come up with for equipment mm-hmm. and so on as well. A lot of it's probably going to be more towards knowledge-based as well, right, um, rather than flipping burgers. So, and when I say knowledge-based, it's more about, you know, using some business acumen um, and, and so on as well, and providing a solution to a business. I think there's going to be plenty of those kind of opportunities that will, um, that will or that should uh, come about in the next uh, three to five years. We think we're ahead of the curve in designing this model and being in business. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're definitely the first movers in this space. Um, mm-hmm. so, but I do think that similar opportunities uh, will come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree 100% with that. Jayesh, if somebody's listening and they really want to know more, they they feel like this could be that that thing for them, how would they get in touch with you and how would they find out more information about Valenta BPO? Yeah, sure. My number is 877-568-1035. I'll repeat, 877-568-1035. And our website is valentafranchise.com and valentabpo.com. So if they go to the website, they can learn more about the services in the franchise. Um, We have meeting schedulers as well where they can click a link uh, and uh, book a meeting with us as well. Perfect. Jayesh, I've really enjoyed this. I really look forward to staying connected with you guys and um, watching the, the progress of Valenta. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Linda. Um, it's really good connecting. Absolutely. So folks, like I have said all along is that the franchise model is one that more and more industries are seeing as a way to distribute their product and service. It's just a way to expand. It's another way to expand their business uh, from one coast to the other or from um, around the world even. And so this is a perfect example of that. As always, I'm leaving you with this quote. Do what you do best and outsource the rest. That's a quote by Peter Drucker. Folks, thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising. Look forward to seeing you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.